everyone, today is Wednesday, the 14th of February 2018. This is The Gap 406, the episode number that is. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guru is here. Go on, Job. Good. Yeah, all right. Keep keep busy. Oh, man. Am I ever? Uh, you've been I- playing uh, like medieval horses or something, I see. Horse fighting, the video game. Yeah, I have. Um, it's exactly as goofy <laughs> as you might have imagined i don't know if you imagined at all but uh this game was fucking scam was kickstarted like five years ago mm. and it's finally out uh and yeah it's as exactly as as goofy as that as that sort of image brings it's kickstarted by a brand new studio and it aims to be like the historical version of uh skyrim um so you know big dreams huge uh, epic goals uh in a first person uh, medieval rpg with a realistic mm. air quotes combat system uh yeah it's an amazing train wreck and uh, i've been loving every minute of it yeah i think uh, i i saw a um like a a trailer like two weeks ago or something I, I think i was talking to you guys about it but i was like all right there's like it looks pretty <laughs> but where's the gameplay it was just entirely it was like three minutes of a cutscene, um or like multiple cutscenes. it didn't show any gameplay so i don't really get an understanding of what it was and then i kind of read the like hey here's the bio about the game i was like it's like a 120 hour rpg it's set in medieval times and i was like okay but i didn't get like like I didn't get that it was an RPG from any of that <laughs> gameplay trailer gameplay in quotes because it was just not any gameplay just people talking yeah it's 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 got a big emphasis on talking uh it's a really weird game man like really weird uh it's this open world thing but you don't get to do anything except for follow the fucking linear path that's set out hmm for about the first six hours of the game like you are stuck on like not stuck on rails on rails like you're not like fucking just you're you're doing all the movements and stuff but you aren't doing anything of any real interest uh for the first six hours man and it's crazy it's it's and then after that you just do whatever the fuck you want and it's really weird because so those first six hours you're just locked in you're this character called henry and you play the role of henry and you do the things that henry might do and all you really know about henry is that he's a blacksmith's son and uh his village was ransacked by some dickheads and uh he is also uh a dickhead a different kind of dickhead but he is a he's a fuck hard and uh you you role play as him and that's about it like before your village is ransacked you know this uh german dude is talking shit about the king so you go and throw dung at his house that's uh that's an that's a quest that you do at one point you throw shit at this man's house for saying bad things about the king yeah um or you know then you get into a fist fight with his son and then Later on, uh, yeah, you get up to uh, some other junk. You know, you you find you punch up a dude who didn't pay your dad for a a spade or something, 
Um, yeah, you just you go around being this thuggish fuckwit uh, in this medieval town, uh, and then your your town gets ransacked, and you go be a thuggish fuckwit in another medieval town. And yeah, you're just locked in for ages, and you are playing this role. It's it, like for so long we've understood RPG to represent this concept of you doing whatever the fuck you want. But this is an RPG in the sense that you are playing a role in a game, RPG, role-playing game, right? Like, that's what this is. And then, after six hours, you get a fucking horse, and you just do whatever the fuck you want. You can do, like, you know, everyone always talked, there were a couple of articles about how if you wanted, you could go out and just hunt in the forest and live out the rest of your days in this forest, and um, you could, you know, get all the all the stuff you need out of that and everything would be cool. You know, like it's it like abandons the entire pre- pretense of being in this like very formal RPG. And, and it's suddenly this very free form RPG, this open world thing where you can do whatever the fuck you want. And it's got like all these RPG style systems and uh, all these like, it's, it's part Crusader Kings, part Skyrim, where, you know, it's all based in this uh, historical setting of Czechoslovakia in the fucking medieval times. I don't know when the fuck it is. Don't give me any shit, by the way, listeners, if I'm using the word medieval wrong, because I literally couldn't give any more of a fuck. Um, <laughs> it's medieval. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's technically the Dark Ages, so uh, no, whatever. It's medieval, as far as I'm concerned. Swords, horses, knights, armor, that kind of shit. Crossbows. Crossbow. Uh, no crossbows. What? Uh, just regular bows. Um, yeah. So it's 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 just uh, really like disjointed. Like it doesn't know what it wants, to, and it, it, this happened. Like this sort of confusion happens over and over and over again. Like. This disjointed, it's like two different games are sort of been crammed into one another, right? Like, uh, it wants you to be this this hero of the people, right? This up, this peasant come up out of nothing, um, but like Henry is objectively a fuckwit. So, like, there's literally no question. Nobody could be under any other fucking. They wrote him to be a fuckwit. They had to write him to be a fuckwit. Nobody wrote this character and thought, this is how a reasonable person would react. At one point, like, there's this lordling uh, who is being a bit of a douchebag to you, and uh, you, like, you mouth off at him, even though you're a peasant, like, and you're mostly, you know, you're covered in shit, right? And you can tell he's a lordling because he's not covered in shit. You still mouth off at him. And then later, when you're being part of the guard, the town guard or the watch, right? Because a big portion of the game involves you walking very slowly around this village as part of the fucking guard's watch. Uh, and it's tedious as fuck. Uh, at the end of that sequence, you come across the lordling in, like, at the tavern. And bear in mind that this is the lordling's town. Like he's the Lord Ling, Lord, like, little fucking the heir to owning this fucking town, right? But you come across him at the tavern, and you're like, sorry, fuckface, you've got to get out. I've been told to shut this tavern up. 
And he's like, uh, I own this shit, so jump on. And then you fucking punch on with him. Like, what the fuck are you doing, champ? Why would anyone think that was a reasonable thing to do? You should be like, oh, I get right. Oh, Job, Job would be such a fucking kiss ass in the medieval times. He'd, no, fuck that shit. I just know my place, okay? If I woke up one day and I was in the fucking medieval times and I was covered in shit, I would know not to mouth off at the fucking lords, okay? I would, I, I'm sure I'd be able to get by, okay? Because despite being portly, I can actually run pretty fast, so I I'll probably be able to steal a lot of bread. But, um, and like, if, if they catch me, I'll just get a trip to Australia anyway. But, like, regardless, at least I know my place. This fuckhead, this Henry fuckhead, has no idea. And he's just a, he's an upstart cunt who can't help but fucking mouth off at, at his betters. Anyway, it all works out for him anyway, because he eventually saves said lordling from a, a nasty um, ransom situation. And uh, everything's cool. So, um, that's that's pretty easy. That's pretty slick. Slick stuff. And then after you save him, you get a horse. And once you get the horse, you very slowly ride from one t- town to another. Uh, and that takes literally forever. And then uh, once you get there, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And the game actually becomes pretty interesting. Those, six, those first six hours are one of the sloggiest slogs I've ever encountered. It is so fucking dull doing whatever the fuck it is, like... Uh, peasants would do to make up for the fact that he has a fucking mouth on him. Actually, the more I think about it, I would definitely get fucked up in the medieval times. I 100% have a mouth on me and I never shut the fuck up when I'm supposed to. Um, anyway, maybe Henry is a realistic character. My bad. Uh, so, moving on. What else is there? Oh, yeah. It, t- it tries to tell you, like, constantly. It's telling you that, you know, you're better off trying to talk your way out of situations and, you know, words words are better than weapons and all this kind of shit. Uh, but, it, like, there are multiple boss fights. And, like, I say boss fights in the sense that, like, anyone who isn't wearing a cloth sack is a boss fight in this game because you've got a fucking... You're wandering around with a sharpened piece of fucking spaghetti and, oh God, we're back on spaghetti, spaghetti noodles as weapons. That's actually what's happening though. It's like Monster Hunter. That's what, oh my God. Kingdom (laughs) Come Deliverance is like Monster Hunter 100%. This is all dawning on me. Every fucking weapon you get is a fucking piece, a fucking wet noodle spaghetti, except for I got this one, I went treasure hunting and I found this fucking one. I can't remember what it's called. But it's like the fucking. (laughs) No, it's not a spoon. It's like this. It's this gangster fucking sword. It's crazy. Just like it chops motherfuckers down. Like I, I would go. My trick to winning fights for a long time because you get when you fast travel, it does like a fallout thing where it shows you moving across the map and like it rolls dice the whole time you're doing it to see if you get in a random encounter and sometimes you get in a random encounter and like three dudes will run at you and the trick to winning those is to get your fucking terrible fucking sword and you chop motherfuckers and if you chop them four or five times eventually they like die that's my trick uh as long as you're on a horse most of the times when they chop back at you they hit your horse instead of you, and you're all good, because whatever. Who cares about your fucking horse, right? 
I got this new sword out of a treasure chest. Like, I went hunting for treasure, and I got this new sword. And, like, dudes drop in one hit. Like, straight up just fucking dead cunts. Like, bleh, right? Ridiculous. This sword is bananas. Every other weapon, though, is a wet spaghetti noodle that you flail like just maniacally at, at the fucking enemy until they fucking flop over or they beg for surrender. So anyway, every every fight against anyone in armor is a boss fight because you are doing just nothing to stop them. Like just nothing. You're like you're you're a fucking complete waste of space in the entire scenario. Um so in this, in the, in what I'm talking about here, though, are two specific ones where they're like named enemies who you have to fight to progress the story, and uh, there is literally no way to talk your way out of it. Like 100% no way to talk your way out of it. Anyway, back to the Monster Hunter thing, right? This game doesn't tell you fucking anything at all about what's going on. Like I have had to work out so much shit. I found, like, the treasure, the treasure I found, I, I got the treasure chest, uh, treasure map, rather. I bought it for 80 gold, which was all of my gold, because you are dirt poor. Uh, it's not even gold, by the way. It's fucking, it's corrosion. I just call it gold, because 80G, corrosion starts with G, uh, 80G, 80 gold. That's how I got there. Anyway, corrosion is apparently um, silver. And uh, you get, like, fucking... You spend 80 fucking bucks on this fucking shit map and you're like, ah, oh, whatever. And you get there and it's a grave. It's someone's grave. And you go, it says, press E to start digging. And so you press E. It's like, you need a shovel first. And I spent, honest to God, two hours trying to find a fucking shovel until eventually I stole one off a farmer who probably didn't have any more money than i did but uh after i found after i stole this fucking shovel like i was going from merchant to merchant to merchant trying to find someone who sold me a could sell me a fucking shovel and i like must have gone to like three different towns trying to find this fucking shovel and eventually i gave up and i'm like i'm just gonna go fucking i'm gonna go like just fucking plunder i'm just gonna go fucking rob every cunt i can <laughs> right and if if they have a shovel too easy and i walked into a shed and there was a chest and I lockpicked, opened the chest, and, like, literally the first shed I went to had a shovel. Um, anyway, so I got the shovel, went back to the grave, digged it up, uh, and uh, lo and behold, it's got all this stuff, all these, like, this sick armor and uh, all this gold. He had, like, fucking 350 gold on it and this sword that's worth 2.5 thousand gold, uh, which is this amazing sword that I have. Um, like this helmet worth like 1.5 thousand gold. Like the economy's fucked now. I'm <laughs> fucking rich as balls. Yeah, that sounds insane. I'm gonna buy six castles. <laughs> I immediately like yeah, fuck yeah. Like it's it's like in Euro Trip when they're like, <laughs> oh, we've only got five bucks left or whatever the fuck, and it buys them fucking everything. That's exactly what it's like. I opened my own hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, like, so I'm, I'm suddenly, like, rich as fuck, and I've got all this sick armor, I'm rolling around, and, yeah, it turned, like, uh, it was all a big fucking, it was all a big trick, because uh, eventually I got to my second boss fight that I absolutely couldn't talk my way out of, no matter what, and uh, I kept dying. I died 15 times this guy until I realized that all of my armor, I'd never gotten my armor repaired. 
Ah. So it was all destroyed uh, and was doing nothing. So every chop he did uh, was, like, devastating because I was wearing fucking these strung-together bits of fucking battered plate mail. And every chop I did clanged off his fucking gleaming plate mail like it was, you know, even though I had the super sword, it still didn't fucking matter. So that was pretty depressing. Sorry, John. Did you try and uh, fire off an SOS flare to get people to come in and help? That's what I should have done. Um, No, instead what I did was I reloaded the save. I I saved. To save the game, you have to use this um, save potion. All right. (laughs) And these save potions cost 110 fucking gold a pop. What? And you get three of them at the start. Right, and I sold two of them for two hundred twenty dollars because I'm a fucking genius. Right, you also save the game whenever you sleep in a bed that you own, uh, and there's only one bed that you own, but you can also technically own a bed if you uh, happen to be at an inn and you pay for the night. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that costs two gold. But otherwise, yeah, if you've got a bed that you own, you sleep in it. You. You save anyway. That I sold sounds my- amazing, by the way. That's a sick mechanic. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it so is brilliant. Good. Yeah, it's it's totally totally good. Like realizing that you've just pissed away an hour and a half of gameplay because you haven't saved in forever. Oh, it also saves when you end no start a, a new quest. But uh, if you've been on this quest for long enough, you definitely wind up in these situations where you just haven't done shit anyway so i rolled up on this dude and i saved and then i uh died like 12 times from the first time first three times i died i was just rolling uh from my last save game but then i'm like look i'm just gonna have to pop one of these fucking potions and uh yeah anyway i realized uh, 2200 gold it cost me to repair my fucking armor so I repaired my armor and then I died four more times to him because uh, it turns out that it wasn't the armor that was it was it was the fact that I'm shit um, and so the I was like I was about to like chuck it in to be honest I was about to chuck the game in uh, but I rolled up I reverted to my save and then I rolled up on him and uh, I pulled out my bow and uh, as soon as he saw me draw my weapon he charged at me. And when he got about half a meter away, I launched an arrow into his face. And um, that was the end of the fight. I won the fight. So that was pretty good. Uh, shooting arrows in this game, there's no cr- curse, like no crosshair. So you just sort of fucking you do what you can. But like your archery skill determines how much your hands shake. So it is the great, like it would be like, I don't even know what it's like. Like, you can't shoot arrows for shit. I had to do said like that fucking technique, that amazing walking up to a cunt and blasting him in the face with an arrow. It only succeeded on my second attempt because the first time I did it, he was half a meter away. His entire face filled my screen and I fucking missed. I missed because he's like my dude's fucking arms all over the place because I never shoot the fucking bow and arrow. I have a good bow and arrow because I stole one because all I do is steal everything off everyone. But like I never shoot the fucking thing. So this was like a full blown Hail Mary. It worked, but still crazy. Uh, Speaking of archers, the, the previous boss fight that I did was a three stage fucking battle that you have to go through. Like, it's part of the story. You go through this battle, and you have to kill... At one point, 
So you get through the first part of the battle, and then the second part of the battle, and then you got to kill all this, these archers. And these archers are at the top of these stairs, and they're just firing down onto you and all, all your cohorts. And uh, you alone have to go kill them while your cohorts deal with the rest of the guys. And there's like six archers. And uh, as soon as they see you coming up the stairs, they'll start to shoot at you instead of your cohorts. But uh, there's like each stair in this game has been modeled individually. So it's not like a ramp with a stair texture, Mm -hmm. right? It is stairs. And so you collide with each one. And so if you don't fucking, you have to bunny hop your way up fucking stairs. And that took me like eight attempts to do. The first time I did it, I got to the top and I had about like a fucking bee sticker health left. I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. Whatever the fuck, right? Because uh, I'll just, like, what I've been doing in, in these multi-person battles is uh, I will just, like, there's, if you left-click, you slash, depending on which way you're holding your, uh, like, where if so you target someone and then you move the mouse around hmm. in a circle and, like, in, like, one of eight directions will determine how you slash. So if you're holding it up, you'll slash from the top. If you're holding it up and to the left, you'll slash from the top left, etc., etc. Right? Uh, if you press right click, you just stab. And uh, so, what I've been doing in these battles is uh, I just target someone that's who's already in a battle with someone else, and then when they turn their back, I just stab them in the back with my sword uh, until they die. And I get a bunch of fucking, I get shit tons of sword sword skill points for doing that and i get a heap of like strength points as well which is pretty awesome it's like you are a fucking master killer doesn't even care that what all i'm actually doing is like the cheesiest bullshit anyway so uh, i get to i get through the next part on a bee's dick of health and uh it's it's a boss fight and i had to fight this guy and i have to do it with a bee's dick of health and also, my, all my armor's fucked because it's been like I've been turned into a pincushion by a bunch of fucking archers. So I am literally like just incapable of doing this boss fight because if he hits me once, I'm dead. Like it's over. Mm. And he's really good as well. Like beyond that, he's like quite accomplished as a sword fighter. He's wearing really good armor, and I'm a person who has practiced sword fighting by stabbing people in the back a lot. So. Like, I think I've established by now that I'm not good at the combat, I think. Right? I did kill a bunch of archers. Anyway. So, I had to reload back to fighting the archers. Uh, and I had to reload this bit a lot until I could master. It was like a fucking... It was like a Super Meat Boy challenge where I had to fucking bounce. Speed, like, bunny hop my way up these fucking stairs, dodging arrows the whole time. Until I got to the top, I'd chop one fucking cunt in the head. And then that would, like, the second closest archer, the dude closest to the one I just chopped in the head, he would draw his sword and come after me. So I would have to bunny hop back down the stairs, because I couldn't fight him if he had his sword out. And then he'd get down the stairs after me, and I'd turn around uh, and back off, and he would pull his bow out again when I would get to... Uh, the area with the rest of the my cohorts. So he'd pull his bow out again, and I'd bunny hop up to him and fucking chop him in the brain. And then I'd have to bunny hop back up the stairs and do it with the other two, uh, the other four guys, until everyone was dead. And that was how I accomplished killing all the archers. Uh, still took a bit of damage, and then I had to do this boss fight. And uh, 
basically to do the boss fight, uh, I don't know how I accomplished it, but eventually I made it work. I don't know how. I honestly don't know how I got it done. Because uh, it's in this really enclosed space. Like, in a fist fight, there was, there was a fist fight at one point where you have to fight four dudes at once. And if you don't, if they knock you out, right, uh, then they're going to, like, uh, go kill the only lead you have on this mission that you're on, right? Because you, I, sh- I should have mentioned, but in Kingdom Come Deliverance, you play basically, like, a cop, like medieval cop, mm. uh, but you know a surly cunt as well. So you you go on investigate investigating shit, and you know you're hunting down leads and all this kind of shit. And so most of the game is about you, you know, talking your way through stuff, and that's where you know the claims of you being able to talk your way out of situations come from. But uh, yeah, eventually you get into these situations where you have to fight people. Actually, I could have not fought them. I could have instead. Uh, let them pay me a lot of money and then I would um, like just let them kill the guy and I'd switch to the other side, I guess. But I didn't want to because they seem like dickheads. So all I did uh, in this punch-on, and I recorded it. Well, I recorded most of it. Uh, it took me 15 minutes, more than 15 minutes because I used uh, Alt F10 on NVIDIA GeForce. So I recorded the last 15 minutes of my gameplay and it didn't actually record uh, the start of the fight. Yeah. But it's literally me just walking backwards and every time one of them attacks, I, I counter and punch him in the face and then I start walking backwards again. And uh, according to in game time, we fight for two and a half hours (laughs) of me walking backwards and punching motherfuckers in the face. Uh, it was pretty good, but I couldn't do that in this sword fight because uh, we're in a too, too enclosed a space, so I wasn't able to just endlessly walk backwards and counter, uh, which made things rough. Didn't have the opportunity. Didn't have a good bow, so I couldn't just, you know, bow him through the face, uh, which was also a bummer. But, uh, yeah, eventually I managed to get done. Um, yeah, there's crazy amounts of shit that this game doesn't tell you. I didn't know that there were perks until the, like, fifth attempt of me and this boss fight after the archers where I was desperately trying to, like, looking through all of the menus, trying to work out, like, literally any way that I could possibly beat this guy. I'm like, I have these weapons I can't use. I had Super Sword, but I couldn't use it yet. Um, I didn't have enough strength. I needed one more strength, and I couldn't work out how to get that extra point of strength because I only just leveled up strength from stabbing motherfuckers in the back. There were no more motherfuckers to stab in the back. So I was out of options, and I'm, like, looking through all the fucking options, and there's this this perks thing. And I'm like, what the fuck are perks? And uh, eventually I worked out by toying around with the uh, menus that I could actually add perks, and they were doing all kinds of shit. Like, there are these, like, fucking sword combos you can do and all this kind of shit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to add some sword combos. And then I found there was one perk where I would get plus two to strength, but minus one in speech and charisma. I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck. As long as I can use the sword, like, I fucking may as well do it then. Right? So I did that. And I think that's how I actually did it was, thank you, thanks to these perks. But it didn't, it didn't, like, I was 18 hours into this game before I learned about perks. I was level 10. Uh, and I had perks galore. I, like, after, after this boss battle, 
I'd spend 30 minutes assigning perks. Like, yeah, because I hadn't been doing it the entire time because it never fucking told me about any of this shit. Ridiculous. Uh, there's all kinds of, like, there's no, like, coherent sense of progression. Like, you do progress through the story, which I suppose is the only version of progression it really has. Because every other way, like, you level up, but it never fucking matters because you never feel powerful. You just feel like a slightly less powerful, like, piece of shit. You're like, I guess the weapon might indicate some sort of progression, but I've had this weapon now for the last 10 hours. It's the only weapon I ever use. And all I have to do is remember to fucking repair the thing. And I don't think I'll ever get another weapon. I've been to every blacksmith to see if I could steal a better weapon off them, but they've never actually sold any such thing. So yeah, like I think I have the best weapon in the game and I found it in a fucking grave like four hours in and just couldn't fucking use it for ages. Like, I don't know, man, like, yeah, this, the, the concept of progression doesn't exist. The knowledge, I suppose, that you might feel like, you know, some games, the progression is knowledge, like DayZ, right? It wants to be a bit like DayZ because you got to eat food and you got to go to sleep. And if you don't go to sleep, you do blinks until eventually he blinks so much that he just falls asleep on the spot. <laughs> and it's pretty annoying. Uh, all your stats get lowered as well while you're too tired to do anything. So... I just like sleep wherever the fuck I can, uh, but you can only sleep in a bed. But I'll go sleep in a homeless person's bed. I don't give a fuck. Like I'll sleep wherever I can just to make sure you just do it to pass time. Because at night time, right, the game is fucking pitch black, like crazy black, unless you pull out a torch. But then you can't sneak around with a torch out because every motherfucker is going to see you. You can't like wear armor when you're sneaking around either because you clank and like clang and shit so you gotta manage that shit as well but anyway yeah the food thing right in terms of knowledge that i've learned right instead of you gotta go fucking buy food and manage food which is very similar to monster hunter except there's no stupid fucking cutscene where fucking cats cook fish in a dancing sequence for fucking 45 seconds instead you just walk up and you buy some bread and you eat it but better than that Every single fucking town and, like, half the camps I've seen, there have been these cauldrons full of fucking beans. And if you walk up to them and just eat straight out of the pot, I've never once had anyone say a single thing to me about that. I've never been caught for fucking stealing. I, like, I steal everything all the time. Yeah. Nate said he had to, like, Nate's been playing. He said he had to fucking start over it. Or nearly start over at one point because he got caught stealing, and I think he's dude died in jail or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, this game sounds amazing. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> it is honestly a spectacular train wreck. Like you can't get past how awful it is to play, and yet, like you're just doing this shit, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm doing this!" Oh my god, I love doing this. And then you run into, like, another set of stairs, and you're like, oh, God, not stairs. Uh, but I need to get up these stairs so I can get to a bed so I can save, lest I use $110 worth of fucking drink to save. Like, the amount of times my wife has been like, uh, Job, it's dinner time. Uh, are we going to have dinner? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to get to a bed. I need to save the game, but otherwise, like, I can't just shut down. She's like... Like any any time now, 
Like, she, like, how are you supposed to explain these idiotic systems to people? Because they don't make any fucking sense. I found out, like, eventually you get the ability to make your own um, saving potions mm. through alchemy, which is a process like you wouldn't believe. You've got to go to an alchemy desk, right? You go to the alchemy desk and you look up the potion you want to do in the alchemy book. And it's an actual book. Oh, did I mention there's a fucking reading skill? You can't you can't do alchemy until you go to a man and learn how to read. You have to pay a man 60 bucks to learn how to read. And that takes, like, in-game time, six hours. You spend six hours learning how to read. Uh, and then... Quick, um, actually. It's, it's not bad. I think I, I got lucky because I guessed the Latin answer. Uh using context clues. But you can't read treasure maps and shit until you've learned how to read. So that's the whole thing as well. Uh, Oh, the other thing is, right, all the treasure in the game, all the treasure maps, um, they're static locations. It's not like... So I gave Nate... uh, I gave Nate a location of some treasure that was very close to where he would first be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted on his horse. Very, very close there. And, uh, yeah, he started, like, whereas I had 12 fucking, 12 gold and felt like a fucking millionaire when I was first able to ride away on my horse, uh, Nate rolled out with, like, fucking 450 gold, an amazing sword, some crazy shield, all this kind of shit, because he found the treasure. And it's all static. So you don't need the treasure maps to find the treasure. You just need to, like, the treasure exists. So if you know where it is... Yeah, go and get it. Fuck it. Spectacular. So, yeah, you can shortcut your way to a, an amazing riches straight from the get-go. Um, yeah. just It's just crazy. I don't know, man. Like, it's a, it's an entirely insane game. It's for lunatics. Like, it feels so rough doing anything. I still don't have no confidence in my ability to beat anyone in a fucking fight Except for I can win any fist fight because I just have to. The reason you win fist fights is because you don't lose health, right? You never lose health until your stamina is depleted. So when someone punches you, your stamina goes down. If you block it, your stamina goes down by less, right? You don't lose any health until the stamina goes to zero and then goes past zero. So if you can just keep like backing away and maintain stamina of 75%, and just, like, hit a quick jab every now and then. Uh, yeah, you never get knocked out. It's ludicrous. Nate apparently lost the first fist fight he got into, uh, but managed to get around. Like, th- that was back at the start when you were, you had to beat up this dude because he didn't pay your dad for a shovel, right? Uh, I just beat him in a fist fight. It was no wackers. Don't worry about it because I, I did my backing away technique and it was fine. Nate didn't work that out uh, and uh, lost the fight, but then just started punching the guy in the back of the head while he was outside of combat until the guy got knocked out and he got <laughs> the stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking, there's there's this thing, there's this thing called the clinch in combat, and I swear to God, it doesn't tell you how to do it. Maybe they introduced it. Maybe they introduced a lot of tutorial shit in the like day one patch, and I'm now way too far like through to ever see this shit the 20 but i don't think so patch yeah yeah it was a it was a big old patch yeah. but 
Like, yeah, maybe maybe that's how they introduced it, but I honestly have no fucking idea how to do so much shit in this game. And it does remind me a lot of Monster Hunter because it feels like there's all these systems and it feels like this game has literally zero respect for my time uh, and is more than happy to just have me do, like, dumb shit for seemingly no reason uh, until I get to wherever, the, like, some... Like moments, some gleaming beacon of momentary fun, and then suddenly I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this game!" Woo! Except unlike Monster Hunter, uh, there hasn't been a T Rex that spat fire through a fucking tree to kill me in one hit, so I haven't like spat the dummy at it yet. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close to done with it. I think I'm 24 hours in. Not. You know, I, I think I have a hundred more hours to go. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm like, I think I'm done. Cause I got, I found all I do is treasure hunt now. Cause it's obviously the most efficient way to make money and you find cool swords and shit. Um, but I keep finding new treasure locations and, uh, instead of being graves that I can dig up, uh, they are, these lock boxes and they're locked and they're very hard locks and the game has this lock picking system that is hilariously simple if you're using mouse and keyboard but if you're using a controller apparently it's fucking impossible uh and so i keep like i haven't failed i've never broken a lock pick but it says if it's a very hard lock it says this lock is too hard for you to unlock and i will I mean, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna gate me, like, just make it actually hard to fucking do, instead of like boning me this way, you know? That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's from the um the ex devs from Two K Chech that made like uh, Mafia Two, right? Oh. Hmm. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's I don't know. Seems to be getting a lot of like mixed reactions as well. Um, like the like the Metacritic score is kind of all over the place. It's getting like fours and fives in some areas, and then like eight and nines in in other sides. It just seems to be very diverse in terms of you know what people are getting out of it. I think, unlike Monster Hunter, where it seems like if you don't like it, people are all like you're crazy. Um. It seems like, yeah, I don't think anyone would fault you for not. Actually, no, every every Monster Hunter fan has been really cool about me not liking Monster Hunter. Almost every Monster Hunter fan has been really cool about me not liking Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that would it would be the same with Kingdom Come Deliverance. I feel like people who are fans of it hmm. wouldn't begrudge anyone for going, like, it's very much one of those things where it's like, yeah, it is goofy as fuck, but I still love it. Yeah. 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 I like kind of the same sort of relationship when like PUBG come out, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh man, this has got some jank in it, but yeah, yeah exactly. Still like like it. you can all past it. Yeah. And they eventually fixed most of that jack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm not sure they will fix the jank here. Uh, I mean, maybe they've like they've dropped this 25 gig 
23 gig patch today or whenever the game came out um i'm just looking through the patch notes now it says they've updated like animations they've uh, rebalanced some of the weapons and armor um improved combat mechanics uh changed the way stealth works uh for certain weapons uh updated ai bug fixes um yeah few, like improved dialogue animations there seems to be like a decent amount of things on here but doesn't say anything about tutorial systems unless that's sort of under the ui elements or something like that i don't know yeah but, and it's like it seems to be selling quite well as well it's not um i think it was the number one seller on steam the other day when i saw it uh, yeah well it is at the moment actually yeah just checked so you know it seems to be doing pretty well for like an independent kickstarter game uh yeah it seems to it seems to be going ham it's very popular um yeah i'd like i hope people who are about this find it you know Hmm. um it's not it's not a game for like people are thinking i like skyrim so i'll like this uh, those people are in for a world of pain. But I, I think, like, there will be a handful of people who come away with the the right, the experience that they're looking for, which is, yeah, like, ultimately you have to look past all the janky shit to get to, like, the tiny nugget. But, like, I don't know. I said it last week. And, I, and I'd be a hypocrite if I were to say it again. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a paleontologist, and some people are paleontologists who don't have a problem digging through 10 fucking meters worth of shit just to get to the bones. This this is the same thing. It is honestly the same thing. It's probably worse than Monster Hunter in a lot of ways because of that fucking six-hour-long opening that is so fucking tedious, like, so bad. Uh, But once you get past... Yeah, it is just, like... It's a massive world where you can do whatever the fuck you want, and... Yeah. It's cool. Cool. It's cool, but in a really dumb way. Are you reviewing this for anyone, or is it just like I'm going to try this? I'm writing for us. <laughs> I've I've written up a bunch of stuff for Red Bull that I'll chuck on Red Bull games. Um, esports probably potential. tomorrow. No, not on esports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, is that like an area they missed out, like uh, dueling or something like that? Totally. Yeah. I actually, actually think it would be an interesting. Like, it reminds me of um, was that fucking sword game? Remember the one? The fucking sword fighting game. Chivalry. Was it Chivalry? Maybe. So I would see. I'm pretty sure it was Chivalry. Didn't play it, so. Ah, uh, sure you missed out. What you're talking. Reminds me a lot of, of that in terms of combat. It's not. I think Chivalry was way better than this, but uh, it reminds me of it quite a lot. Uh, in, this, in the same, like, in the sense that, you know, it's very complex and uh, you've got to really know the system to be accomplished at it and that kind of shit yeah anyway yeah Yeah, that's it cool um i can talk a bit if you want uh sherlock holmes devil's daughter i finished that um over the last couple of days the weekend i think it was um 
Yeah, man, I enjoyed that game. It, it was good. It's not a very long game. It only took me about 10 hours to finish. Um, each each sort of case is about two hours, two and a half hours at the most. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you really kind of go deep into it and, and figure out all the clues and that sort of thing, I, I'm pretty sure I 100%ed it. Like, found all the clues, um, like everything that you need to. Because you can, as I said last week, it's one of those games where you can get an incorrect ending by, uh, uh, like, finding the wrong clues or, or putting clues together that, that really aren't supposed to be um, joined as evidence. Uh, so, like, most of the time you'll, you'll get to a stage in the game where, ah, oh, the first time uh, you're kind of collecting evidence and, and going through this case, it'll come up with, like, hey, here's the conclusion. And it's... At most cases, it'll be the wrong one. Or in my instances, it was always the wrong one. The first one I always uncovered. You kind of right. had to dig a little bit deeper, and then you'd find a second one or a third one, and then eventually you'd you'd sort of put everything together and try and look at it all and sit back and think about what exactly is going on here. Yeah, because um, the game doesn't really like, as I said last week, it doesn't tell you whether you're picking the correct choices it's kind of just like you got to go with your gut and and sit back and feel like you got to think about it a bit more like put things together and then decide what conclusion you want to go like who do you want to charge or who do you want to arrest or that sort of thing um so yeah i i I really like all that sort of stuff it's um uh it's got some like a good mix of different mechanics that are in the game like i think the fourth I think yeah, the last one just brought in some some really interesting ideas with like this uh, top down map overlay, and you've got to put together this giant crash that happens. Um, there's you know there's a couple like horse carriages that have an accident and knocks over a bunch of shit, and there's like twelve or thirteen different clues in that environment that you got to go out and find, and then he sort of recreates that environment and and puts it all together. Um, so yeah, there's some some cool ideas in there. I think it's a you know as I said last week, I think it's a solid game, um, but a little bit too expensive at the moment. It's still like that full AAA sort of price. I think once the price comes down, it's definitely a game people should check out. Uh, they like adventure storytelling, puzzle games. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, and especially if you like the last one. Um, yeah. It, it's. I think it's it's a lot of fun. It's cool. I, I've played a lot of Sherlock Holmes games over the past like twenty years, because yeah. um, there's obviously a lot of them because of the IP rights and all. You know, it's kind of anyone can make their own fucking Sherlock property yeah. these days. Um, and most of them are actually pretty good, but these guys have been doing like interesting things for, for a detective game. I'd like to see implemented in some other games as well, um, if they ever make like it. LA Noir sequel or something like that like some of these mechanics would be awesome to have in there um yeah anyway uh the other game I've been playing is Civilization 6 Rise and Fall uh I think the last time we talked about Civ 6 was when when it first released and uh yeah Civ is one of those games that when I get into it I get really deep into it It, like Mm. you end up playing it for hours and hours like at a time like really long sessions and the next thing you know it's three in the morning <laughs> it's like oh, i've got a good bed but you know just one more term it, it's you know that's where that sort of term comes from just one more turn um so yeah i'm a big fan of the civ series uh, i've grown up playing all of them so i got a spot in there um 
but Rise and Fall is the latest expansion for Civilization VI, which adds a bunch of different mechanics in it. And um, did you play Civ VI at all? Yeah, I played Civ VI. Yeah. Um, I haven't played this expansion. I was going to get a code, and then yeah, I didn't for some yeah. reason. I should chase that up. Yeah. Um, so Civ VI, I guess some of the big changes they put in there was uh, adding things like districts into the game, sort of... Um, yeah. Uh, like tinkering a bit more with the religion stuff which was part of an expansion in I think 5 um, playing a lot with that the way the like uh, a lot of the units moved um, yeah just bits and pieces like that but this one's added a bunch of uh, new new content in particular the things that kind of stand out to me are um, uh, loyalty which uh, loyalty is a a mechanic that kind of factors into um, each city has um, uh, this loyalty factor and you kind of get that by uh, having governors and um, uh, culture and sort of like making your your town happy um, there's like six or seven different things that kind of factor into it but um, the idea is if you start running into issues with your loyalty you can have your city sort of rebel on you and um and basically throw you out and kind of become a free city where you lose control completely control over there become an ai entity and either you can go go back and try and reclaim that by force or by um uh, like military force or by using loyalty force from your other cities so uh, what ends up happening is you you start building all your all your cities and kind of each city starts influencing everything else around them. So um, the idea is to kind of make sure that you're not putting your brand new cities near other civilizations um, because their loyalty is going to impact your city and eventually it could force that that brand new city that you put down to sort of uh, rebel and become a part of that other civilization um, or whoever's controlling that. So it's kind of, I guess, a way of um, balancing a few things, like stopping people from just setting up shop next to other civilizations, just like, fuck you, I'm going to take this resource. It kind of forces you a bit to stay in your sort of area and, and grow it a little bit. Um, but as again, the way you can kind of balance that is they've got this like government system in there. You're recru- recruiting like governors and... Um, and they have like their own special abilities in there and that's also another thing that kind of can influence this loyalty system and so if you do decide to sort of venture out and set up like settle somewhere else it's kind of not near your main region region of where you've started you can assign a governor to that post and that'll help boost that loyalty and, and sort of uh hopefully negate any loyalty factors from other civilizations and there's a nice nice little uh, like strategic map that shows you where influence is coming from and um, and it also means that it's a bit riskier when you're going into battle because the way I'm playing it at the moment is uh, fuck everybody I'm going to destroy everyone um, that's my sort of where I'm going for the win and so when you start attacking civilizations and deciding whether or not you're going to take over a town or raise it like basically burn it to the ground um you've got to factor in like how many other cities are around you and whether or not you're going to 
be able to convince them to join your side because if you just fucking run on in and go, all right, all right I'm going to try and take over this place, you might not be able to because it, their loyalty will just basically dissipate over a certain amount of terms. It could be something as low as, uh, I was having instances where I'd try and take over a city and three turns later it would rebel. Um, right. And go back to uh, like whoever I'd taken it from because like the people would just be like, fuck you, we're going to sort of kick you out of here and uh, that would cause a huge headache for me. So kind of learning those mechanics is, um, is interesting because it, it means you can't necessarily just sort of steamroll into places and just start taking over everything um but at the same time the the one thing that i've found from it is is that uh and it seems to be a factor over a couple of different mechanics is it seems like the ai tries to cheat a little bit (laughs) and uh they may not have as much of an issue with placing like new cities near you or they're not as affected as highly um which is a bit frustrating it's it's yeah quite annoying how so like in in the game that i'm playing at the moment the first uh nubia was being an asshole to me she's uh she's been a bit unfun um basically set up shop kind of on the other side of the continent that i'm on and uh i was like hey listen lady don't build your shit near me uh, this is where I'm sitting. You stay over there. I will be good pals. Anyway, she decided to start venturing over to my end and like plonking fucking settlers sort of pretty close to my places. But on the map, when I would look at it, it'd be like, hey, you can't build these. You can build wherever you want, but it's like, hey, if you build here, you're going to have negative 12 to your loyalty. And you've sort of, you've got to kind of balance that with structures or as I said, governors and yeah. or other cities. So like you can build there, but then if the loyalty is is too negative, then after a certain amount of times it'll rebel. It seemed, but it seemed to not affect them as at all or as much because like she was just setting up shop fucking all around me, and that's when I was like, "Hey, listen, lady, this is not going as we discussed." Um, and so she didn't seem to have a problem with that, but I took quite a bit of offense. So, and then she started denouncing me. Um, and basically talking shit to the other, to the other civilizations about, about me. I didn't do anything wrong to her, but whatever. Um, mm. So she broke the treaty of not, not uh, setting up shop near me. Then she started denouncing me. Um, and then she decided, fuck you, I'm going to go to war with you. So she, she tried to, to fight me. And oh. uh, so anyway, this is kind of building up. And I start just smashing, like destroying her. And, and eventually she comes back with like an offer like hey let's make a deal let's go to peace I'll give you like six gold and uh, like for 30 turns I'll give you five gold each term, turn and uh, let's be friends again and I'm like no fuck you refuse uh, anyway she does this like five more times and each time like the stakes kind of go up like she's like alright give me more gold and I'm just like no deal uh, uh-huh. and eventually I take like three of her cities um but after the first city I take, like, all hell breaks loose. All of a sudden, every other civilization is losing their fucking mind at me. I'm starting getting, like, notifications from uh, two other people nearby and, like, city-states that are, that are not impressed. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going to war for? Why are you destroying this person? I'm like, uh, 
I'm self-defending myself because <laughs> she started this shit. And yeah. anyway, so all of a sudden now I'm in war with like two other civilizations and like three city-states because because I was defending myself. Uh, well, I was going to fuck her up anyway later on, but she started it, so I don't see how it's my fault. Um, so yeah, the like the AI is a little bit flaky in terms of that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm a. But it always war- has been, right? I'm a warmonger because I defended myself um, from her, like trying to get all up in my shit and, and attack me. So yeah, that's a bit. It, it just I like there's all these cool systems in the game, but it seems like the AI is always cheating somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Whether it be with the loyalty stuff or, um, you know, uh, taking it like the making me a warmonger when they've attacked. Uh, I've had instances where I have taken over a city um, and then it, it rebelled. This is kind of when I was still learning the mechanic. It rebelled against me. It went back to the other person and they were now an era above me. So they've jumped an era and they started pushing out musketeers while I was um, absolutely smashing them uh, with like swordsmen and catapults and and uh, knights. They weren't at that level yet, but as soon as it turned, it got like 25 extra defense. And then like they were pumping out musketeers. And the thing is like on the map, it shows you what resources are around and they hadn't, they didn't have the resource available to them to be able to put put out that stuff and like one of the main reasons why i was kind of going for these specific regions was it was pretty close like these resources were pretty close to what i needed to get musketeers um and i knew they didn't like i knew they didn't have it but i was still putting out these units anyway so that was kind of like another cheat thing that was happening by the ai like not playing fairly uh so yeah like there's some really cool things going on in the game, but every time like it, it does something like that, you're like, oh man, what the fuck? It's kind of like playing Mario Kart and how you're coming first and all of a sudden the guy coming last gets three fucking blue shells and just comes past you at the last second. It's like, no, that's like this weird catch-up system that's in the game that really shouldn't... No, I guess it's there for Mario Kart because it's, it's filled with a casual game, but um, <laughs> like not, not a hardcore 4x game where you know strategy game that you're trying to sort of battle against all these other civilizations and and control certain resources and elements of it yeah kind of becomes a bit frustrating yeah um what else is new um uh i guess they've added some extra districts in the game so in six they they set up uh districts there's things like uh uh economy areas or marketplaces um uh research areas these are like specific squares that like hey i'm gonna put a research area here and then once you like you physically select i'm gonna this will be my area in this square or this um what are the hexes now um so you you put it in that hex and then all right now i'm gonna research a library and i'll you know that's where that library goes in that district and then next up is a university and you put that there or you can say all right i'm going to put down a um this will be where like my marketplace is and i'll put a bank there um or a trading post so they've they've kind of put a few more things in terms of like the district functionality um a couple of things in there but i don't think i've seen too many new things in that part yet um uh, the governor system is really uh, interesting sort of mechanic where 
you um, every couple of I don't know how how many points you get, you get a new governor, and uh, there's like eight to choose from, and they've each got their own um, sort of like progress tree where they they kind of affect different abilities and stats, and then you can kind of plonk them onto your different cities, and that kind of affects what's going on around you, um, and that sort of all ties into this uh, like governor cards, like this government card system where they've all got their own like sort of uh, stats and abilities depending on like war or trade or um, things like religion so there's a lot of stuff happening there sure. um, uh, what else is there uh, oh the uh, there's like eras now so the, I guess the game always had like an era system of yeah alright we're in the classical or whatever but now there's like a scoring mechanic behind it like there's a a st- like a dark age there's a golden age and kind of like the standard one and you sort of you're getting points um, for completing tw- quests or doing certain tasks, uh, which could, uh, like, at the basic level, sort of um, start at things like just killing barbarians at the start of the game or uh, discovering new continents or uh, finding, like, uh, those... Sometimes there's, like, at the start of the game, like, villages you kind of just walk over and it'll give you a, a bonus perk, things like that, or... Um, as the game kind of progresses, things like setting up trade routes or or uh, setting up uh, certain religions or pretty much just all these moments or uh, different quests that you can do in the game that sort of span across the entire, um, you know, all these different areas, you're sort of getting points for them. And if you get a certain amount of points, it can trigger a, a golden age and, and the golden age sort of just buffs um, certain stats to your civilization. But... At the same time, if you don't hit that uh, score during the specific era, you can go into a dark age and that can have a negative effect on your civilization. Um, so they've tried to put like this quest system in there and like scoring mechanics, which means that you've kind of, you've sort of got to be doing stuff all the time. You can't just sit there and total and be like, All right, I'm going to just build a fuckload of army and just sit there and sort of at the end of it, I'll just steamroll everybody. You've got to be out there negotiating with people or completing quests from city states um or you know clearing barbarian camps exploring doing research trying to get cultural your cultural stats up um you know there's there's a a lot of different things kind of at play uh in that that um new like era system i don't think it's got a huge effect of uh like kind of how like how it sort of affects your civilization but it's you know it's a scoring system it's 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 fun to kind of see numbers go up and down depending on how good or well you're doing um what else is there in the game i guess just the basic stuff things like extra units uh extra buildings that you can kind of build wonders throughout the world including natural and um things you can you can kind of build in your area and yeah they're the, like the main things I've noticed I think for me the biggest one is the loyalty mechanic playing around with that and trying to figure out how that affects um, you know your civilization and who you're going to attack because like at one stage so I wiped out Nubia last night and um, what I ended up doing was raising like three or four cities because I was struggling to keep them going because uh, just the influence was coming off all the regions around her like I wasn't I, I just couldn't couldn't keep up. It was saying like you'd have eight turns left before 
um, it would turn back basically to theirs. And, yeah. and for me to do that, I'd have to build like, uh, I'd have to move a governor over there and that would take five turns for me to do. Or I'd have to build a, a monument to, uh, to like up their culture and, and maybe bring that loyalty back up. But I wasn't going to do that the amount of time. Or you can garrison units into that civilization. That kind of builds it up a little bit. Like there's, there's a lot of things you can kind of do, but I, I'm in the middle of this epic battle where I don't really have the time to sort of garrison units and do all that sort of stuff. So I'm sort of raising three or four cities and then I get to the last two that I really want. And so what I end up doing is I basically knock down their, um, uh, one of the city's walls and, and get their health down to about 25. So no longer, I've knocked down all their walls. They can't range attack on me anymore. They, they're basically in a lot of trouble. All they're doing at this stage is every turn they're regaining 25, 30 health. And I'm sort of just, I've got like an archer there that's kind of just pinging at them so that every health, every every turn they're just not getting anywhere but at least they can't attack me so so then what i end up doing is i take that entire army force and move it up to the next um the next city yeah and i then start bombarding that one so i've got catapults knocking down their walls and knights running in and um yeah and taking down their like on ground forces and and then once i uh get that one right down to the bottom i i take it over i capture it and then i go back to the um the other city and i run my my uh crossbow men and and capture the second one so now i've they've got zero influence over like they're not influencing one or the other so it kind of just subtracts that and i've taken their last two uh two cities in that area and without any issues so um i yeah pretty much just got it without any hassle which is pretty cool so you got to kind of think about it a little bit more in terms of when you're going to attack and take over cities because it's a little bit harder um you don't want them sort of rebelling against you and and taking it back because then you've got all these units around you that have already taken a lot of damage and you're not going to heal in time uh just comes becomes a huge pain but man like i'm having a lot of fun with it i've played 20 hours i think over the last like two days something like that it's um shit yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's just the the bits that are frustrating is when you're like oh man this is doing that cheating bullshit again <laughs> where like it feels like yeah it's not playing to the the game around them it's kind of just pushing out like what they want it'd be that like back when i used to play uh command and conquering you'd put on like uh you get mods and have like cheats on there or something and you put like oh I'd turn off all the fog of all the fog and you'd, you'd go up to the enemy base and you'd see them like pumping out units really quickly and it's like uh <laughs> the game's not playing to how it should be like it's kind of just doing its own thing yeah. um it's kind of like that system where you could see them pushing out units that they should not have any <laughs> any reason to be pushing them out at all um but man i like that i i'm enjoying it um a lot i don't know like what the general consensus of of what everybody else thinks about it because it seems like um civilization six was not taken uh, as well as five for the general community but i don't know how rise and fall kind of if that changes that at all or if um people are still unhappy with the game but yeah man i'm digging it a lot i really liked the civ games and i'm not as hardcore as some of the other people that that really like get right into it and play 
a thousand hours, but I'll put a solid hundred, two hundred hours into the game and, and have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. It's super dangerous. I'm two hundred and fifty turns into um, my game at the moment, uh, which is a custom game that I set up. It's like the biggest map. I yep. put eight civilizations in there. I think nice. ten city states, something like that. Um, I turned off uh, some of the victory conditions. I think I've only got like war score, yep. research. I think I think they're the ones that I've got in there. I turned off one of the ones that I was like, oh man, I don't know why that fucking happened to me. It was like being friends with everyone, something like that. Culture victory. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's really good. I think it's 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 a lot of fun. It's just that that loyalty thing changes changes the game a lot <laughs> in terms of the yeah. strategy element. Trying to figure out what you're going to do with it. It's um, hard to sort of like visualize. So what uh, it ends up like, like, I can I can I can like you you've given a good description. Right? It's hard to visualize how I would like really tackle it. And I think until I play it. Yeah, yeah. Like I. Um, it wasn't until that I sort of started attacking people and taking over cities that I really got an understanding of sort of how it worked. Like, there's a visualized mechanic in the game that shows you where influence and loyalty is coming from, um, like on the actual screen in the map. But unless you've got a settler out there, it's um, that's when it starts showing you like physical numbers of like, hey, don't yeah. build here because this is a negative 24 or something like that. And you've got 100 loyalty. So like a negative 24, you're going to get fucked in like three or four turns unless you can counter that and bring it back around. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious to see sort of how they balance that and like what the community kind of thinks about these changes. Because um, like, as I said, it stops you from just plonking down wherever you want. You've really got to think about sort of you know being close or, or as far away as to other people as possible and, and not just uh i guess the reason it was put in there to stop like teams suffocating each other like just building a bunch of settlers uh and going, all right, i'm gonna plonk them all around this person and fuck them i'll just suffocate them eventually um it sort of stops that from happening because you, you can't build near anyone like in online games um it seems like f- fucking ai can do whatever it wants but Mm. Yeah. anyway um, and it, yeah so new civilizations are in there as well I think there's like uh, Scotland's in there and you are but I'm playing as America because they had really good war stats right and I want to destroy people of course yeah anyway it's uh, it's pretty cool I like it I would it'd be cool to hear from people that um, are maybe a bit more hardcore into it and, and what they think of it more orange issues because yeah I was trying to read some um, some reviews on Steam the other day because as I said like the reviews on Steam are not great they're like mixed for um, the original game and just trying to get an understanding of what people didn't like about it and, and what why it was so poor on not poorly received but like critically the game did pretty well but from the fans it seems like not as great yeah no. Mm. Anyways, see if this changes things up a bit. Totally. Cool. Well, I might grab it while you're away. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just hit him up. I, I got a key pretty quick, quickly. Fall down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Rad. 
cool. All right, what's next? Um, do you want to talk about Forest? Yeah. Yeah, we played sure. the Forest. Again. Play the Forest again? Yeah. Um, yeah, people don't know. Uh, forest is a survival game where you are in a plane crash. Um, weird, freaky shit happens, and then you wake up and you're surviving you, you're, you're like looking for stuff within the environment building bases looking for food uh creating tools to s- survive and then you go exploring and things happen it's a um story-based survival game with multiplayer yeah we talked about it 2016 and yeah. start of 2017 yep. yeah start of 2017 because it's in early access still um, but we yeah. have a, a friend that we were telling to play it. <laughs> so. He played Subnautica, and uh, he was a fan of that, and yeah. uh, wanted something similar. And we're like, "Oh, we've all got the forest. If you get the forest, we'll, we'll take you into into that." Yeah. And uh, so we jumped in. Um, who was in it? It was uh, Praetorian. Me, me you, and Gerald. <laughs> Gerald uh, and no Heckles and uh, Drew jumped in yeah so I think Heckles jumped in almost immediately yeah pretty uh, close and uh, yeah and then Drew spotted it and jumped in as well um, yeah it was uh, it was good fun getting back into it it was uh, they've ruined the dedicated service uh, program that I had been using uh, so we had to use like a listen server, which sucks a little bit, but uh, we were like, we had to stop playing because we were going out. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I was, I was fully, fully down to just keep playing. Um, <laughs> you start out in this plane crash, you gotta like survive and shit. Uh, what I liked most was taking um, Praetorian Gerald through all the shit that we'd been like through before because man it was fucking it was funny you got the monsters and shit the cannibals and whatnot and yeah just like luring him into situations where he'd uh encounter them was just very amusing to me Hmm. uh I don't feel like a lot has changed, to be honest. Like, there have been some changes, uh, but, like, it seemed mostly in, like, balancing states. But, yeah, I don't think it has seen a lot of progress. I didn't check patches or anything. Yeah, so I I kept a pretty good eye on the patches when we were playing it um, for the first couple of months, and it it seemed like they were pretty feature-complete with what they wanted in there. Uh, they added like a couple of different items in like uh, what was something I saw the other like a slingshot I think was something I had to oh see. yeah yeah but but otherwise it, it seemed to be every single patch was a lot of bug fixing or um, yeah. the one after we finished playing was the UI update they changed a lot of the yeah, elements, yeah. Yep. Uh, which is a big one but it, yeah a lot of it is they, they seem to be quite done with um uh with the game mechanics and what was like a year ago the story was complete like it, it was all in there now yeah. it just seems to be more polished like spend a year polishing it mm-hmm. and uh and then i'll put it out hopefully soon before release so yeah as you said like not a lot of changes but um 
and I don't know if that's got anything to do with uh, the difficulty we're playing on, but it seemed like when we started, there was a lot less, <laughs> a lot less things around. Yeah, true. Like less uh, landmarks and stuff. You know? Yeah, like l- less um, luggage sort of spread out throughout the area that you kind of get cloth from or electrical tape or. Oh food. no! I think it's just spread out more. Okay. You know? Yeah. As opposed to just yeah, everything. it was sort of clustered. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely different. It just didn't seem super different. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Uh. It was, but yeah, we we went spelunking and uh, yeah. I don't know. It was it was funny. Uh, that game just it cracks me up. Uh, apparently, it leaves early access in April. Oh, okay, cool. So maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll wait for that and do it again. Then, so that we don't wind up playing it over and over again yeah. in such a short space of time because it's like a month and a half away. Yeah, I just feel like it's gonna be bug fixes. Yeah, probably, Almost. but uh, it could use some bug fixes. Yeah, like going down the. Um like or a better whole, fucking dedicated system, to be honest. Yeah, going down the holes is still a little bit... It's not as bad as what it used to be, but you get that yeah. really jittery frame drop um, when you go from upper ground to lower ground. Or the fucking the input lag on grabbing onto the rope to climb back up, mm. uh, where you grab on and it doesn't happen immediately, so you press it again, which like sort of like looting how it used to be in PUBG, yep. where you fucking do it a couple of times uh, or opening a door or whatever the fuck yep. um, getting in a car that kind of stuff and uh, yeah it doesn't happen immediately so you get in and get out well the same is happening with this uh, you get on the rope and then get off the rope uh, which usually isn't that bad except when there's fucking nasty things at the bottom of the rope and you're screeching and trying to fucking peel your way up the rope <laughs> yeah we left pretty quickly we did <laughs> there was a lot of that we done. did Yes, they were. Yeah. Scared the fuck out of me. Hilarious. It was good, though. Um, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. It's still cool. What else have we got? Guts, Guts and Glory. And glory. Mm. Uh, Nate pointed me towards this game. Guts and Glory is this weird mini game. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, you, it's like this... I guess the pitch is that it's this weird fucking... Uh, like game show, and you got to navigate these uh, these courses, and uh, you have to get to the end basically. Hmm. And uh, you've got a t- bunch of different models that you can choose from, like a dude on an ATV or a uh, kid pulling his little sister behind him in a, wa- a wagon and all this kind of stuff, or like a, a guy on a bike with his baby on the back, shit like that. Uh, the trick is with this, uh, with the obstacle courses, is that they um, they have very deadly obstacles mm. like saw blades or shooting bows and arrows, uh, like cannonballs, landmines, shit like that. And so you you go your, like through this fucking this, these obstacle courses, just getting fucking ripped up trying to make your way through and it's fucking hilarious um yeah it's 
it's simplistic as balls and it's probably too expensive i'd say uh but uh it has all the makings of an amazing drinking game it reminded me a lot of um skate sticks where uh you have to do you play skate and whoever gets the lowest pool of meat score whoever gets the highest doesn't have to drink everyone else has to drink and whoever gets the lowest the person who got the highest gets to wrap them over the knuckles with a drumstick uh i feel like this has similar potential maybe without the uh physical violence maybe we could skip the drumstick but we could turn it into a drinking game pretty easily and it would uh definitely be worth it like some of the shit like when you ride like there's these arms that are spinning and they got saw blades on them and you ride and you try and dodge them but if you miss like just half of half the dude's head gets sheared off or uh, like you're riding along and these crossbows are just firing non-stop arrows into you and provided they don't hit your head you can keep going uh, but like if they do hit your head you sort of ragdoll straight off or like you might like lose a leg and your dude will pedal with one leg and try it and go like with and he's death like definitely slower as a result and shit like that it's fucking hilarious yeah but yeah so is that still early access is it or? uh i think it is yes early access yeah and uh yeah it's it's janky as balls mm. uh but they don't seem to give a fuck uh it doesn't really need to be high quality to like to be accomplished i guess it, like the the jankiness leads uh, lends a lot to it yeah because yeah it is so fucking goofy um yeah cool cool, cool. And, and is that um that's not multiplayer or anything it's just purely it's just single player single but player, uh, no the right boards or anything like that oh yeah there's leaderboards and stuff yeah um but it seemed i think the top scores are all hacked scores all right uh, as <laughs> often happens uh, but yeah I can see like competing over times to complete the course and whoever gets the highest gets to not drink and everyone else has to drink mm. I can see that being because they're really short courses so if you find a, a good one to like land on and have everyone compete on it should be like just the comical ways you can die are yeah fantastic it's good stuff yeah awesome Nice. It's good. All right, that's it. That's games, right? I think. Unless you got Shit. anything you want to sneak in. Um, play Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd that go? They, <sighs> they changes some stuff on there, right? They did. They, well, they added this uh, mode where you um, like a uh, test mode where they're trialing shooting that is like actually, you know, goes where you shoot. Uh, but they didn't really do anything to the recoil as far as I can t- tell. Like one of the, I guess the accommodating factors that the game has, uh, had because of its crazy flowering RNG recoil, uh, gunfire bullshit is, uh, a lack of recoil. So you can stay on target even as your bullets spray randomly out of the fucking gun. Um, so they changed that, but they didn't really change the recoil. So it feels like, uh, yeah, now that your bullets go exactly where you aim, uh, it, it feels like, I don't know, you're just sort of extra fucked now uh, if you get caught. But it's because it, the time to kill is so low once you're armored up. Uh, it feels like you're just like inevitably dead, but 
at the same time it's going to take forever to for it to happen and so it's just a bit of a like a you're definitely going to die just not yet and that doesn't feel good but it just led me to the conclusion that i just don't like fortnite like i keep thinking that oh if they change this i'll like it or if they change this i'll like it but at the end of the day like i want to like it right like i actually really genuinely do and i might sound like a goof but i actually really do because it seems like a lot of people are having fun with it but i just can't there's too many things about it that i just don't like uh that just don't play into the way that I want to play a game, like a battle royale game, because it feels like, yeah, you, you're taking fights nonstop, but the fights take forever. So you like, it feels like you can't actually, like, I don't know. In in PUBG, taking a fight, taking a firefight is a risky proposition, but it can be over pretty quickly if you're good. Uh, in this, like, it feels like everyone's got so much HP and they've got these armor potions. And so it, it feels like, like they are alive for so long that, yeah, it doesn't, like, you take a fight and you can still be in that fight, like, in fucking out in the open fight 20 seconds later. And, like, anyone can roll up. It's, like, roll up on you. you so, yeah, you... I don't know. You got to cover every angle. You're trying to take a fight, but you got to pick the right time to take that fight. And at the same time, ugh, it's going to take forever. So maybe there isn't a good time to take a fight. Maybe you should just take every fight whenever the fucking present themselves. And that's just not the way I play. Like that's not how I play PUBG. I, you know, I like to pick my shots. I like to, like, I'm perfectly happy to not shoot someone. Uh, if it's not going to be, but like Fortnite seems like the sort of game for people who play PUBG, and anytime they see another player, they start shooting immediately, right? Like it seems like the sort of game that caters to that style of gameplay, and that's just not how I like to play. It. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say like, yeah, I don't like, I, I don't like high octane PUBG rounds. Like I'd be happy to have a high, but I want to have a high octane PUBG round where I'm still playing smartly and it doesn't feel like playing smartly is the way to go in Fortnite because none of the ways like the pace is specifically juxtaposed with the, um, the time to kill in a way that makes it like them sort of conflicts in a way that I, I don't like, like there's no way there's no reason to not take a fight. Basically as soon as, as soon as you have the drop on someone, you should take a fight because you need to get it out of the way as soon as possible. And that just, I think, leads to popping shots at anyone who presents themselves. Yeah, I don't know. And it, oh, also, it's third-person only. I'm so done with third-person in general. Yeah. It just feels way worse. Anyway. Right. That's the... Uh, that's it. That's the. That's what we got. Cool. Cool. Should I have some news? Let's do some news. All right, do you want to one? Sure. Um, Atletico are the first Oceanic PUBG team to get an invite to an international land, and uh, Tainted Mines are second. And these both like were announced within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but Atletico, uh, if you listen to our PUBG uh, bonus cast from a couple of weeks ago, Atletico um, Nefahor 
is a member on Atletico. So I don't know if you said it on the cast or after the cast, but he was like, oh, yeah, someone's been invited to go to Star Ladder. Uh, if I know who they are, um, would you want to do an interview with them? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, so it's, it's him. <laughs> How the fuck else would he know? But uh, anyway, I do. I, by the time this is up, you should be able to read an interview that I did with Neff mm. about it. But um, I think it's really exciting. Is the So Athletic are going to uh, Star Ladders Invitational and uh, Tainer Minds are going to PGL's Spring Invitational. Uh, so Atletico are going to the Ukraine and uh, and Tainted Minds are going to Bucharest. Uh, which is, where's Bucharest? Hungary? I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, so it's a exciting development for both these teams and for the OCE uh, region because it means that, you know, we're actually getting invited to these international lands now. But more than that, I don't think there hasn't been an OCE land for PUBG, um, like with a full contingent of players so this will be their first LAN experience for PUBG mm-hmm. uh, for OC in general which is pretty cool and uh, yeah it's you know we we had uh, one of the players on our podcast which is pretty pretty slick eh because uh, yep. we're the best we can sure can't pick them we sure can <laughs> um, yeah and I think I fuck, I'm pretty sure uh, the th- we were going to have three PUBG pros on that, but uh, the third one, Bench, who couldn't make it, he's on Tainted Mind, so we would have had all three. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Oh well. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's a it's a cool opportunity, and uh, yeah, Neff's a really seems like a really good diplomat uh, diplomat for OCE PUBG. Uh, he's he's I think he's might be putting a bit too much pressure on himself, to be honest. But because uh, he he's like uh, one of the things he said, what was it like? Uh, they're like strategizing hmm. um, by looking at the other teams because he doesn't want it to. Uh, he doesn't want them like them to let OCE PUBG down. Yeah, like to, like. Totally, but at the same time, I strategize to win regardless. Don't feel like you have to do it to lift OC PUBG up, right? Like, yeah, do it for the win, man. Uh, yeah, that's not your burden to carry. But uh, he's 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 got good intentions. He's a rad dude, actually. He's he was really good to talk to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when when is that Starlight? Is it Starlight? Yeah. Yeah, Star Ladder is March 1 through March 4. They're doing five games a day for four days, so 20 games. Yeah. And uh, PGL Spring Invitational will be March 22 to March 25. Sure. And, yeah, um, both definitely worth watching, I think. Uh, looks like the Spring Invitational will be a three-dayer. Uh, but, yeah, 20 games. And I, I reckon Athletic are in with a shot, eh? I was watching the CG... Uh, games last night and uh, they won the first two they came like fifth in the third one they're like well out in first place on the CG ladder uh, at the moment 
their play style is extremely conservative, <laughs> like grossly conservative. But uh, like, if it works, it fucking works. You know, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's yeah, it. I, I think like, well, I, I feel like we've got really good players in PUBG in Australia. Um, yeah, like. I don't know if I said this on here or someone else, but I know, uh, like, Zoid was grinding US at one stage, and he was, like, fifth, <laughs> ranked fifth or something in, in yeah. the US. Like, at the same time, I don't know whether or not that's another advantage of him having, like, a ping issue, but being ranked in, like, that high in Australia and then in NA as well is, yeah. is pretty impressive. But at the same time, like, playing solo is complete or duos is completely different to a competitive squad game yeah definitely uh I, yeah i agree though I, I do think i think we've got fantastic like PUBG players in in the region and yeah i uh i want to see them do well i want to see them i think if atletico do smash or if tainted smash uh, overseas, we'll start to see more invitational qualifiers. I want to see invitational qualifiers because I reckon those would be super hotly contested. I reckon be they'd be ultra entertaining to watch as well. Yeah, um, especially when you see a lot of these big tournaments having um, like spots or invitational spots for three or four teams in NA, three or four teams in Europe, yeah, uh, three or four teams in in China. And then having, and then Oceana gets like one between, like if we're lucky, we get one. And then sometimes we get lumped in with Japan or like Korea, Southeast Asia, like we kind of competing against them. So if I feel like if we can prove ourselves in this game, then maybe we start seeing even more slots coming to this region or, or, or balancing out a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I think. It it will, I don't know. It'll just it'll just lead to way more opportunities. I can see some big stuff coming in the future if we can if we make it big overseas. And I I don't I'm not saying like oh, fuck. I'm I'm putting all this pressure on now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I spy great things in the future for OCE Battle Royale mm. for sure. Especially yeah. when these guys are playing some of the best, like me and you, they're of bringing the game up. Like, you only get smarter by playing smarter opponents. And they're playing the smartest opponents they can, motherfuckers. We've got fucking 200 IQ strats. There's a great tweet from Kleb about my 200 IQ strats. Uh, I haven't watched it because we're podcasting, but it came through and uh, I already know what happened. <laughs> and uh it's very 200 iq um yeah i don't know it's cool anyway congratulations to them for qualify uh, for being invited and uh, i'm sure they'll fucking smash mm-hmm. anyway what's next yep uh next up more esports stuff uh rainbow six siege Invitational 2018 started this morning uh going through group stages at the moment i think there's three days of group stages um, and then main event starts over the weekend here in uh, Australia. And we've got one team over there from from Oceana, uh, Mindfreak. Yep. Who have uh, been doing pretty well locally the last, uh, last couple of, last year or so. Um, yep. I think it was you that mentioned it a, a while back, but they were originally a uh, 
an Xbox team and moved across to PC. They were at a previous Six Invitational. Yeah. As uh, Xbox team and moved across, although they've changed a uh, number of their rosters <laughs> since yeah. then. But One uh, player moved across. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like over time, they have replaced elements of their roster. Yeah. Um, it's not like they just ditched all but one. Um, yeah, I think I think I want them to fucking do well. You showed us, you shared a clip earlier of <laughs> uh, of them completing uh, Operation Sex Panther, yep. which is our favorite strat, where uh, one player goes as Monty and uh, the bomb planter sneaks in behind them and uh, plants. With uh, with relative ease, and then you can protect the bomb. Uh, it was they, pretty good. They learned that from us, I think. Of course, of course. Two hundred IQ. What are they supposed to do? How can they be stopped? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, P- pretty tough group stage that they put uh, Mind Freak in. There's the two of the direct. I think it's four direct invites that got um, uh, got put into the Invitational, and two of them are in our group, which is a bit frustrating, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Guess, I guess it's experience for these guys. They they end up bringing a lot of this back, but yeah, I feel like there's some work to be done on the tournament format, um, which I would like to see. Now, I'm not a I'm not a fan of. Uh, and I've talked about this before. I think they did it at Dota one year where you have teams being eliminated in group stages, not being able to be on the main stage or the main event. I think it's a bit shit. Um, it'd be cool if at least everybody could get up there and, and you know uh, get to experience that even if it's um, I think what they've done in Dota recently is having like just it's best of one if you're in the bottom of the um, you know the, the grouping stage if you get out of groups and you're at the bottom then you're playing this team and it's best of one at least they get to experience you know something or, or people that have bought tickets to go see their favourite team whatever will at least get to see them yeah this this maybe tournament will be a little bit different, but yeah, it'd be cool if everybody got to play on the main stage at some some point. That's always yeah, that's always a big problem I have. Is yeah, you wind up in these situations where like it's it's good for international experience, but it's not good to not get that main stage experience as well because that's one of the big things that yeah, the international opportunity is like is valuable for all the time anyway yep yep cool anything else you want to add about that not really you're going I'm going yes I'm going to uh, I'm flying out to Montreal tomorrow tomorrow morning Um, Nate and I are flying over there to cover the event and a few other things that they'll be revealing there yep which you can't talk about at the moment but uh, yeah, should be good. Should be good fun. Better record shit. What am I recording? Fucking gameplay. Gameplay. You smashing? Yeah. Oh, me. Yeah, that, that won't be hard. Um. Yeah, we'll see. It should be fun. Looking forward to it. Hmm. Cool. That's it for news. Unless um, the thing I didn't write down. I don't know if you want to talk about. It. Do you want to talk about this this rooster teeth thing that happened over the weekend? What rooster teeth thing? The home invasion. What? You didn't see this? No. <laughs> it's um, yeah. I wasn't sure if we should talk about it, but pretty. I was pretty frustrated and pretty pissed off about what happened. Um, 
I guess we'll just run through it really quickly and we'll go from there. Uh, so Gavin Free, who's been at Rooster Teeth for about 10 years, um, and his partner, uh, Meg Tony, was, uh, had someone break into their house about a month ago uh, with a gun and uh, broke through a window. The person that broke in fired the gun. Um, wow. And both of them ended up hiding in a closet at like four o'clock in the morning. Um, called the police. The person that broke in couldn't find these two people that were in the house. And the police arrived and the person that broke in ended up getting killed. Um, either shot by the police or or took his own life. I don't think that's been confirmed yet. Um, but this news kind of was revealed over the weekend or there was a report about it. Um, they both have said that they're all fine and they're all good type of thing. But... Uh, it turned out that this guy had uh, like a lot of resents and and uh, he did not like uh, Gavin um, uh-huh. and he had a thing for his partner Meg sure. and um, it turned out that he had recordings talking about like what he was going to do and his plan was to actually go there and, and try and uh, murder him um, so I guess like yeah that's like I feel like this is one of the only big cases we've heard of where someone's tried to go after a, a, an internet or, or gaming personality yeah. in the industry and uh, yeah it was just pretty like I was pretty frustrated when I read this and pretty annoyed and like that things like it can come to this type of stuff um, but yeah man like it, it's good to hear that them thinking so quickly and, and being able to you know try and hide and, and not try and confront somebody like that and you know it turned out for the best for them and yeah man it's just uh it's scary when you when you read things like that and uh you know like there's there's people in our industry to get death threats and and hate mail and like weird shit where people turning up to the houses and you need to understand that like a lot of this stuff is not cool yeah yeah that's crazy um I yeah, absolutely hadn't heard of it. Uh, I heard about it or anything. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's insane. I don't know. But he had a gun as well. He's clearly mentally ill. Yeah, and he had a gun. That's uh, a bummer. I mean, it's good they're safe, and yeah, it is good that they were able to think quickly and survive. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's awful, though. Fuck no. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrifying news to read. Holy shit. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Didn't uh, want to end on a bummer, but that's where we were. We've still got questions and stuff? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, questions. Baz writes... Baz, you got to follow on from that act. Jesus Christ. This is about Fortnite. Fortnite. Baz, Baz, Luke's warmed them up for you. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I have to agree with Luke. Low sensitivity is the way to go. He may be crazy with his alts and controls, but for precision aiming, especially at long distances, you need low mouse sensitivity to make small adjustments. Don't take my word for it. Have a look at the mouse sensitivity settings for 99% of every pro FPS gamer. Here is a link. Uh, currently I use 800 DPI. The biggest problem is that you need a large amount of desk space. 
I have a TKL keyboard to help uh, keyboard without a number pad. I found my accuracy has improved a lot since greatly lowering my sensitivity over the years, even though it is still bad. Yeah, I wasn't saying... I wouldn't say low sensitivity isn't the way to go. I might have said that, but I don't remember. Uh, what I was trying to say, though, is that Luke's sensitivity is far too low. It is ridiculously low. It is goofy how low it is. Uh, yeah. It's not. Like, it is. It's not. It I mean, actually is. My DPI is. is like 1,400. 1,400? Yeah. Fucking what a scrub lord. <laughs> Like, how, though? I can check. Let me check right now. How are you checking? How do I check? Tell me how to check. Uh, what type of mouse are you using? A Logitech. Logitech. Do you have the, the, the software? G903. Uh, I think one. I do. No, I got a 502. G903 Lightspeed. I am currently on... Uh, am I looking at my reports rates? No, DPI, sensitivity. Okay, so it appears to be the lowest would be 400, 800? There's, so oh, there's geez, multiple that's sensitivities. <laughs> uh, so I can go 400, that's pathetic. That's re- like redonks. I go 800, and it's pretty bad. 1600, not great, not a fan. <laughs> I'm currently on 3200. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only... This is where Job's problems at life. Which is only four times higher than my favourite uh, favorite Counter-Strike player's uh, Cold Zero, according to the link that um, Baz gave us. Yeah. It's only, only four times, so... So I'm on 14. I'm on 1,400. How are you on 14? 1,400. Yeah, I understand what <laughs> how numbers work, dickhole. Yeah. My, mine appears to go up in increments of 400. You can change them. Oh my lord! So you can these, these are um, like set, like uh, all right. There's How a do you do the this? The mouse you can. This must be. Up. It must be for people who don't have two monitors. That's what it is. That has to be what it is. For three. Um. <laughs> But how do you get from one monitor to the other? I can go fling flong, fling flong, fling flong. <laughs> I just switch in between them. Yeah. You'd have to fucking. You'd have to fucking hire a bus. To get your mouse from fucking one end of your desk to the other just to get it over there in some fucking reasonable fucking time frame. It's ridiculous. How do you do how do you do a seven twenty no scope if your fucking DPI is so low? You move your hand really quickly and fast. That's ridiculous. That's just totally unrealistic. And look, when I get a new desk, a better desk, get myself a b- bigger mouse mat and that DPI drops again drops again yeah and then i can because I, I don't have a lot of space at the moment i've got like a normal mouse pad it's like a 30 centimeter steel pad oh i, I dropped those big now i dropped it to 200 and now i can't fucking move my fucking mouse <laughs> far enough to change it back <laughs> i need a fucking hot key change it oh no stop <laughs> four oh, years my. later i'm back yeah <laughs> job's still scrolling still scrolling that's what i do now Scroll. yeah was there a right. question or was it just there was no question with me. <laughs> yeah it was just a rare agreement with Luke yeah I think um, it also depends on your in-game sensitivity as well I think mine is a little bit uh, 
high is it higher in game than some PUBG players that I know. Right. Um, I know there are some. There's like a stats website that keeps track of some of the, like the PUBG, um, like what they've got. But because I don't know what it is for Counter Strike, I think that site probably shows something similar, like your DPI setting, as well as your in-game sensitivity. Um, is that what it says here? Yeah. So yeah, it's got sensitivity DPI as well. So that that can factor into it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, strong point, Baz. Chuck a question mark in next time. That'd be helpful. Let's wrap this up. All right. Let's we can do, do it. it. We can do All that. Right. Um, the Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store. We're under the GA Podcast, or if you type in The Gap, we should show up. Uh, if you review, 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 or rate the show, um, helps other people find it, which is which is good. It means more people listen. It means Job gets more money. Do I? Yeah, add money. Add money. This episode brought to you by uh, Squarespace. Monkey Space. Uh, make your first, make your first podcast website with Squarespace, and uh, don't get the fucking links wrong, or Joe will put it into the iTunes, uh, the iTunes feed without checking anything, <laughs> and then it will be broken for an entire day. Yeah, and. Joe will get all the tweets saying it's broken because everyone assumes that Joe broke the podcast, even though this time it was Luke's fault. Well, it definitely was me. It definitely was you. No. Yeah. Pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Every, literally every other time it has been me. (laughs) But this time it was you. So, got that. You can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com, or if you want to send us any questions, you can also do that on our Discord page, which is thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, We can talk about just random shit on there. I think there's a lot of Monster Hunter talk still going on recently. Yeah. Or Job's kicked them all. I'm not sure what's what's happened. No, no. They're still going. Monkey Magic is trying to bait me into playing more weeb games, but uh, (laughs) it's not happening. (laughs) Fair enough. Um... Uh, Monkey Magic is saying that Dark Souls 3 yeah. plus the DLC is 12 bucks. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah, if you, if you get the Humble Bundle. I actually, I actually, I had a, uh, you know, my weekly argument with someone on my Witcher 3 video that you mm. should just play Witcher 3 on easy. Yeah. And uh, I pointed this out to him because he was like, uh, I've never played Dark Souls, but the combat in this is amazing. I'm like, fucking... Here's the link to Humble Bundle. Go and get it for fucking 12 bucks. Go and play it and then come back to me when you fucking know anything, motherfucker, because you don't know shit. Speaking of Dark Souls 3, I was watching, uh, because I watch speedruns at lunchtime now, which it's it's a very good way to kill 20 (laughs) or so minutes. And I watched a dude play and finish Dark Souls 3 in, I think it was like 35 minutes. 35 minutes he finished it. It was disgusting. That's sick. Anyway, um, yeah, you can join the Discord page and get sick bargains like Monkey Magic has just told us because I'm going to buy that right now. Um, yep. That's a really good price. 12 bucks for Easy Dark Souls. Oh, crap. I'm going to buy two copies. Um, if you want to also uh, just just talk about movies, there's a movie thing in there now. I'm going to see Black Panther tonight. Tonight? Yeah. I'm going tomorrow night. I can't go tomorrow night. Obviously. I'm in a plane. Yes. And uh, fuck if I'm going to have to wait four days or five days, however long I'm going for to see that. So, I'm going sure. tonight. 
It's 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's a lot of cents. I've set my expectations way too high, so... You know what? I rewatched um, Justice League. Yeah. Again. Oh my yeah. God. That's a bad movie. That's a so bad, bad movie now. It's bad now. It's always been bad. It was, like, not that bad. Who said no, that? No, you've got no fucking measure of fucking bad. I liked Batman vs. Superman. Justice League is terrible. It's not terrible. It's horrible. Mother is terrible. Your Mother expo- exclamation mark is terrible. It fucking is terrible. Oh my god. Batman vs. Superman or Justice Mother League? Mother is so much worse than Justice League. Justice League is b- really fucking bad. There's like two good bits in that film. The bit where stuff happens with the thing that I can't spoil. Sure. And... Uh, the ending where it just where the credits roll that's pretty good as well because it was it fun. was just lame it was just not good it wasn't terrible I just all right rank these three movies rank these three movies okay Mother yeah, yeah. the Cloverfield Paradox <laughs> oh God yeah and Justice League rank them from best to worst Mother Cloverfield oh, you're fucked mate you're so fucked holy shit I said best through to worst not worst through the best. Which way oh did yours go? The literal reverse. Oh my gosh. The absolute reverse. No you are so fucked. Holy shit. How the fuck do you think the Cloverfield Paradox is... Like, I get that we are never going to agree on Mother because you are fucking fucked in the head. But how the fuck could you think Cloverfield Paradox, considering how much shit you give me about liking Alien 3, like... Fuck. You call yourself fucking the king of fucking sci-fi, right? You have it printed out on a placard, and yet here you are, and you're like, oh, Cloverfield Paradox wasn't that bad. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. I can't talk to you. I didn't have to pay (laughs) 20 bucks to go see Cloverfield Paradox. It was just there. So it was free, and that makes it good enough? Because I didn't pay to watch Mother. (laughs) (laughs) um, I just want to see the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. And maybe that'll be better. I I don't like whatever Joss Whedon did to that film. I like Joss Whedon. I don't like what he did to that film at all. Look, it, it wasn't... Like I said, it was not good. But it wasn't worse than either... Mother or the Cloverfield Paradox. Man, I just... It's crazy. It is crazy. No, the thing I don't get is people think it's better than Batman vs. Superman. That That blows my fucking mind. That's insanity. Crazy people. Anyway, uh, we went off track. Um, You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com for all the links we just talked about. Um, yep. And that's all made possible thanks to our Patreon members, subscribers. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast. So thanks to everyone who does that every month. Um, I think that's it. That's all we that's got. It. Awesome. Yep. Uh, what are you going to play on the plane? Um, I haven't, I don't know yet, man. So I was um, I was going to take my Switch. Yeah. But I don't know what games to play on it. Like, I was thinking to go and get Mario Kart or something like that. <laughs> You play Fury? F- Fury? Yeah. F U R I. Uh, no, but I think we talked about this before. Yeah, do it. Get it. 
play that. Right. What about Golf Story? Fuck Golf Story. Is Golf Story no good? Because I heard uh, it's, it's fine. It's just like it's just twee and like super repetitive. So you don't want to play it on a plane because it's one of those games where you want to play it in short chunks every now and then. And if you have to sit there playing it, fucking. What? What are you hours. on a plane for? Like eight, like eight thousand hours or whatever. Fuck through snowstorms and shit. If you have to sit there, like yeah, playing it nonstop, you're gonna fucking wind up hating it really quickly. I definitely wound up hating it really quickly, and then like I came back to it like a month later. I'm like, um, I like it wasn't that bad. I'll just only play it when I'm on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. It just it gets repetitive too quick. Fury, on the other hand, definitely bingeable. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I've kind of loaded up my uh, my tablet with a bunch of stuff to watch, so I'll probably get through something. To nice. Should watch Happy. Happy. Yeah. What's that about? Um, what's his name? The dude from fucking uh, SVU. The detective from SVU, nope. like Laura from SVU. No. Nope. Uh, well, he is. A former policeman turns hitman, who uh, who gets an imagine <clears throat> an imaginary friend, and called Happy, who tells him how to save a little girl. Mm-hmm. But it's like super violence, and like uh, it was based on a comic book written by fucking Grant Morrison. So uh, it's on Netflix, is it? No, oh, okay. it's on something. Amazon, I think. Okay. Yeah. Radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Totes. So, yeah, I'll be back next week uh, to talk about Rainbow Being Six. Being in Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whatever else I do. Maybe of course. See if I can get Nate on here. I think we Good get, I think we get back on the Wednesday. Oh, uh, you can podcast that day then. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it, could be, it could be Thursday. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, all right, cool. You got anything uh, work-wise happening? You got a pimp? Um, yeah, go. Yeah, head to Red Bull and check out my interview with Neff uh, from Atletico. Um, go to the IGN Esports Hub uh, and check that stuff out. We got like I'm doing a bit more news now. Um, like there's a bit more esports news actually coming through, and like so I'm writing that up so you can. Check that out. I'm actually usually pretty quick on the draw with that shit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the highlights, as always. And um, my less disjointed thoughts about Kingdom Come Deliverance will be up on Red Bull uh, before the end of the week. So that'll be on Red Bull Games. I'll tweet it now. Sure. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, it's Deviver.com for stuff relating to Rainbow Six over the next week. Word. you can go to that or my twitter twitter.com slash luke laurie uh if you're in australia just get up at 4 a.m and you'll see my tweets <laughs> otherwise everywhere in the rest of the world we'll be able to see them um next week probably talk about yeah that uh age of empires i think that's coming out next week right uh it is i've I got i just finished downloading i yep. think probably at some point early. and uh metal gear is also out next week um which job's really looking forward to uh, well, I have heard interesting things. <laughs> I will check it out. I will check it out. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks, everyone, listening. Word. Thank Until you. Peace. Bye. Bye.